Good morning, survivors, and welcome again to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, and I'm joined today, which is, by the way, day 149 since we came back on the air, by Dr. Rosalind Clark and Agnes Drew. And today is a momentous occasion. Max, why do you have to make everything into an event? It's not that big of a deal. Now, Agnes, let him have his moment. At least he's not spouting off about zombies being earthworms or something. Yeah, Agnes, let me have this moment. Besides, I practically had to wrestle away from you when I... Wait, what's this about zombies and earthworms? Well, you know how whenever it rains, the earthworms crawl out of the ground to keep from drowning? I figured you were going to try and draw some kind of parallel since zombies stereotypically crawl out of the ground and don't like water. But that was only in movies. That's never stopped you before. Okay, okay, but no, that is not why today is a momentous occasion. Today, dear listeners, is the day that I get to use... The brand new safety razor we found on a supply run yesterday. And we're all very grateful that Max has found this thing because his beard is getting... It's getting... Dr. Clark, how would you describe what Max's beard looks like right now? Listeners, imagine, if you will, a bird's nest after getting caught in a tornado with sharks in it. Yes, thank you. It's a little unkempt. You're both so complimentary. Wasn't aware complimenting you was on my chore list for today, Max. Massaging Max's ego is on the list every day, Agnes. Anyway, so listeners, the point is that what I'm about to experience is a bit of a luxury. There were lots in the early days. Now, though, I wish I'd saved some and tried to squeeze a little more life out of them. It's like in the old days of photography when you had a roll of film and you only had 24 shots for the day and you start out taking pictures of everything and use up 15 of them in the first hour of your visit to the museum and then after that you start bargaining with yourself about whether something is cool enough to take a picture of or not. I think that's the most tortured metaphor I've ever heard. It's like you took it and put it on the rack that happened to also be inside an Iron Maiden that was over a fire. My point is that I used up precious resources too fast. Much better. All I know is that I'm very grateful for scissors. I don't want to think about what this tangle would be like if I hadn't had anything to trim it down. But a razor. This is going to be great. So, are you going to shave on the air? No, I'm going to heat up some water out in the yard as soon as we're done. But I wanted to take a minute to tell our listeners about the magnificent experience I'm about to have. We even found shaving cream. We're glad you're about to have fun, Max. It's going to be great. Do you know what people did before razors were invented? When copper tools were invented in 3000 BCE, that's when the first actual metal razors were probably invented. Before that, they would use seashells like tweezers to pluck the hairs out or would use sharpened stones like flint. Some cave drawings indicate that they even used shark teeth. But straight razors didn't come along until about the 18th century. Okay, seriously, how do you know all this obscure stuff, Max? I read books. Besides, a few weeks after I used the last razor we found, I started actively looking for any information about what people did before safety razors were invented, which was in the late 1800s. And besides that, shaving has a long and storied history. I like history. Am I going to like this kind of history? Probably. I mean, it doesn't involve zombies. Oh, well, then, by all means, carry on. Well, throughout history, the importance and meaning of hair for both men and women has shifted back and forth. At one time, hairlessness was considered a sign of divinity. Then later it shifted and became a symbol of masculinity and strength. Think about Samson. No, no thank you. The story of Samson isn't suitable for the broadcast, Max. 
I know everybody knows the part about how he got his strength from his hair and that Delilah betrayed him by having his hair cut. But after that, it gets a little too... I know, I know. Although I will say that there's a little bit of that story that I think we can tell that I think fits with our current situation. And that's the fact that Samson's strength didn't exactly come from his hair. His strength came from the fact that he took a Nazarite vow and God granted him strength because of that vow. And one of the conditions of that vow was not to cut your hair. But one of the other conditions was that Nazarites were not allowed to have any contact with graves or corpses. So Samson wouldn't be much good at fighting zombies in any case. Riveting. So anything else, Max? Well, I could tell a story about P.T. Barnum and how he convinced two other guys to shave half of their faces before a job interview. You could, but you won't because we're out of time. Go have your shave, Max, and enjoy. Thanks. I will. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope none of you out there have to resort to clamshells, rocks, or shark's teeth for your shaving needs. Are you going to tell him that you have six packages of razors left? Are you kidding? If he can't tell by looking at us that we have them, that's his fault. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark with Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.